My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 110 of The Kate Show. Now, guys, if you're anything like me, you may have found yourself in a very strange transition from when you first started your business to now. First, you used to be this solopreneur, wear all the hats and get it all done. Sure, you were overwhelmed, and you wanted to hire on some help or outsource some things, but you couldn't. Then you moved to the next phase, where you found out you could start to outsource a few things, and it was magical. It was like a dream come true, or at least that's how it was for me. But then, your team continued to grow to meet the needs of your demanding and ever-growing business. This sounds like a great problem to have, and honestly it is, except when you get totally overburdened and you're in way over your head and it's like, what the heck is happening? Do I even like my business anymore? Now, I don't want any of you to get to that level of burnout. I've seen it. I've been there myself. And I can tell you that what I'm talking about on the podcast today and the person that I'm chatting with, they're basically the solution to your overwhelmed problems. Because if you feel like your business has too many moving parts because you've Let's say you've outsourced marketing, rendering, bookkeeping, and other tasks, and it just feels like it's too much to manage. Well, this is the person that you need. You need an online business manager or OBM. Today, I'm chatting with Stephanie Halmbeck. She is a former interior designer turned business manager for design firms, and she understands the nuances and struggles of managing the subcontractors and the assistants and using all the online tools, just all the things, basically, that are required to run your company. And when I first met Stephanie, I knew I had to have her on the podcast because her goal is to become exactly what we as business owners need. Her goal is to become the right-hand lady, the sidekick of every interior design business owner who feels totally overwhelmed by her growing business. So if this sounds like something you might need in your business, I want you to pay attention to this interview because you are going to learn whether or not your business is a good fit for an online business manager and how your business could benefit, how you could push the needle, how you could really scale after you bring this crucial person onto your team. And I hope that you give a lot of thought and consideration to everything that Stephanie is sharing today, because as I said, she used to be an interior designer. So she is going to come in with a completely different perspective about managing your business versus just a regular old business manager who has no design experience. We know the design, staging, and workroom industry is incredibly nuanced. There are things you guys struggle with that other entrepreneurs simply don't. And that's why it's so important for your business manager to be as niched down as you are. All right, guys, let's dive right into my conversation with Stephanie. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Stephanie Holmbeck, and we have such an awesome conversation to share with you guys today. I know a lot of you are confused about what an online business manager is or OBM. So we're going to dive into all of that. So Stephanie, welcome to The Kate Show. Hi, Kate. I am so excited to be here and honored to be among this group of awesome people. Well, thanks for coming on. And let's just start out. I want to hear all about your background because you have such a large library of expertise and experience. But before we do that, can you just give us the quick uh, rundown on what exactly an online business manager is, just so that everyone isn't confused for this whole conversation? 
Absolutely. An OBM or an online business manager is a relatively new term. We all say that it's in, we are in our infancy stage. So, but what we are, the technical definition is we are a virtually based support professional who manages online businesses, which would include, you know, your day-to-day management of projects, operations, team management, and metrics. But the purpose of an online business manager is to really free up the business owner so you can focus your time and all of your energy on the things that you need to do for your business. So we keep you in your zone of genius. And as we all know, like when we first start out in business, we're wearing all the hats, doing all the things. And a lot of it, we're not very good at. I mean, I'll use myself as an example. Like I used to handle my own bookkeeping, which really just looked like a lot of messy spreadsheets because I had no clue what I was doing. But when I started outsourcing, then I was like, wait, now I have to manage people? So that's why I was really excited when we met because you are stepping into this industry, really stepping back into the industry at the perfect time. But to that point, you were an interior designer in a past life. And I would love (laughs) to hear about that and about the restaurant that you owned and just how all of that culminated into what you've become today. Yes. So I, yes, I do have quite a long history of experience. So I went to the Art Institute and studied interior design. And I, once I was finished, I worked for a a firm um, that was on the East Coast and we did houses all up and down the East Coast and at the shore and in New York City and North Carolina. And that was all fun and great. And I loved it. It was every day was exciting. And I got to work with beautiful things. And it was one of my favorite things to do. But then I sidestepped into a career with my husband and we bought a restaurant and it was great. You know, we did that for 15 years. I wore a ton of hats every single day, almost probably more than one hat more than probably 10 hats in within an hour. So we worked nights, we worked weekends, we worked holidays, and I had a family as well. So we sold the business. And once we sold that, I said to myself, okay, what am I going to do now? I don't want to, we don't want to buy another restaurant. I don't want to do that. And then I came across the OBM certification and here I am. And I feel like I have so much knowledge from being the business owner, from being the visionary. And so I, I feel like I've worn, I can wear both hats. I, I understand where the business owner comes from. I understand where they want to go. But I have all these tools and resources as an OBM to kind of partner with the business owner to get them to the next level. And I would imagine that having especially owned a restaurant, you are comfortable now with managing people. I know a lot of people get nervous when they have to tell other people what to do, whereas some people get almost, what's the right word, aggressive, because we mm-hmm. we care about our businesses and we don't want anyone to screw it up because we worked so hard and it's our baby. And Absolutely. Yeah. So having you with this background of working with people of all ages and their own backgrounds and their own skill set, that at least in my third party opinion, <laughs> is one of the biggest selling points aside from you also having been a designer. I love working with the team. That is one of my favorite things about being an OBM because you know when you work remotely or virtually you don't always get to see who you're working with you know or get to see them all or talk to them on a regular basis so working with the team is my I love that it's so important to me yeah and just remembering deadlines for everybody else too (laughs) that's so helpful I know that like we had spoken prior to this and I recently brought on a business manager 
And it's just been like night and day difference. Game changing. Yeah. Yeah. My stress levels are so much lower now. And I wish that I had done this sooner. And that's why I'm highly recommending that everybody at least consider it for 2020. I mean, if you can scale your business, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. So what kind of specific tasks or responsibilities do you actually take on for people? And if you can give us like actual examples, that would be great too, just because I know that with your career being so new, a lot of people might just think all you do is manage social media when we know that's, that's not, that's not it at all. No, 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 no. So an OBM really is kind of um, higher level thinking. So we kind of work hand in hand with the business owner. So we make sure stuff gets done by the right people on time. So what we do is we manage projects, we manage teams, we manage websites, we manage metrics, we manage launches, we manage daily operations. So For example, a big thing that I like to do for my clients is we set up a project management tool right from the get-go because not everybody has a project management tool, but that keeps everybody on task and those tasks have deadlines and that way you aren't always, you know, checking in with everybody on the team. It's all in one spot and everybody can kind of sign in and look and see what's been done, what still needs to be done, and there's no balls getting dropped. You know, I believe in hiring right fit teams. And I think there's a lot to be said about different personality tests and taking that into the equation. So everybody's kind of uh, has a yang to their yang. That makes so much sense. It's honestly a beautiful thing when an interior design business owner can actually build a team that works well together. But then if they have to be the one managing it the whole time, it's almost like that still doesn't help them because then it's stealing all of their creativity. And interior design businesses just have a lot of different struggles versus say some other creative business out there. Uh, Really any other creative business, just because with the home industry, like we are getting into people's houses, they have to trust you. They have to be comfortable with you and you can't facilitate a really good relationship with them if you're stressed out in your own business. And yeah. So When you are coming in and managing interior design firms, how is that different than managing for a different industry? Well, you know, when you get down to it and you peel back all the layers of the onion, you know, what makes a business profitable is it always comes back to the money, right? So they're all, businesses really are all the same. While they all have different intricacies to them, business is business and it's how you manage people and it's you know, being a leader in your industry. And yeah, business is really business. Mm -hmm. And that right there tells me that you take the emotion out of it, which is a really good thing. Because as business owners, we're very emotional about our businesses. And we may not like to admit that I know I don't like to admit that. But my business either make my day or ruin my entire month. And I know. Yeah. So it's like, if I can at least have somebody in place who can be kind to the rude customer when I simply want to be snappy (laughs) or if if they can just look at something objectively when I literally can't see the forest or the trees then that right there helps so much that way we don't end up making emotion-induced decisions in our business or emotion-induced comments or something like that to our team members that might make them not feel so great or you know the opposite too like somebody needs to be that 
balance. And that's definitely where I see somebody like you coming into play. I, when I had my restaurant and people love to uh, leave Yelp reviews, whether they're good or bad, but people like to leave bad reviews. I mean, just because I think people in general, it's people like to read that. I mean, I remember getting a bad review because the waitress left too many napkins on the table. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so upset about that. Why would anybody say that? But through the years, I've learned that, you know, this is just business. It's part of it. And you just have to learn how to deal with it. And, you know, it always ends up being okay in the end, but it it is. I can see how I understand the emotion part of it, but I've learned too. Mm -hmm. It's it's not personal. Right. But yeah, a lot of us take it personally. And so when you are working with the design business owner, what does that look like exactly as far as communication? I mean, are you consulting with them, like managing daily operations, or are you even involved every single day, or does it kind of depend on the client? Well, yes, there's no solid rule. It does. It depends on the the client that I'm working for. But yes, I mean, I am in daily operations 100%. Communication happens through our project management tool, whichever we decide to use, Slack, Voxer. But, you know, communication is so key because so let's say, you know, there's a team member or say, you know, you are working with a client. Usually I, the OBM is CC'd on most of these correspondents. So I know what's going on if I'm not directly corresponding with a subcontractor or the client themselves. So yes, I am absolutely in that business. I am intertwined in it just like the business owner is. Mm -hmm. And totally kind of off topic from that, but I, I keep thinking of it. Do you have a recommendation or a favorite project management system? Because I do agree, like that's so important. And I'm always shocked when people don't use them. Me too. I And I hear it all the time with clients. They're like, oh, I, I didn't know. What is that? But you know, that is a really personal choice. So I like Asana and I use that for myself and I use it for, I've used it for other clients, but Ivy's really popular. That's a great one for interior designers. My Doma, Folio, but it's, and then there's also Trello and there's, but that's Trello's a big one. There's so many, but they all look different. They all interact differently. So it's kind of just really getting into them and seeing how they how they work and if the aesthetic works with for you or if that's you like one over the other better. So for example, Asana is great for any size organization. And I like how it's just, it starts with teams and goes to projects and you can break it down into tasks. It's really simple. But then there's like uh, Teamwork PM, which is for larger organizations, but that looks completely different than Asana. So it's really a personal choice. I personally love Asana. I use that for my team, my business manager. And I know that I've heard so many good things about my Doma studio as well. So yeah, that's interesting. Yes. But Ivy seems to be a big one with all you designers. So Mm -hmm. I like that one. Yeah. I think the good thing about the age we live in is that there are so many different options and there's no design firm that's going to be exactly like the next. And that's just it. That is exactly, you know, with on my part, you know, it's exciting because there's always something new to learn. I think I've, I have mastered Asana. I can do that with my eyes closed. But then there's like, um, you know, Trello. I don't use that as often. So I don't know that as well. But hey, you know, it's fun to dig in there and figure out some something new. Yeah, exactly. And having the ability and the interest to learn all the new pieces of technology is honestly, it's just another selling point for lack of a better term, because Mm -hmm. those things are always changing. And unless you literally devote your career as you are to keeping up to date with those things and then implementing them, it can be extremely hard to stay current. 
So when you are helping the business owner stay current, how do you work with their subcontractors? I mean, are they answering directly to you? Are their actual employed team members answering directly to you? Like, how does this really change the business owner's role? There is no set rule for that either. That's kind of depends on the designer. So if we have a team, say a social media manager or a VA or a design assistant, yes, they are directly reporting to me. And the subcontractors, that's kind of up to the designer. Uh, It can go either way. Again, if I'm not directly talking to the subcontractors and putting it into our project management tool for the business owner to see everything that's going on. That's when I would be CC'd on email. So then that way I'm, the balls aren't getting dropped. But what, your last part of that question is how does that affect the business owner? Is that correct? Yeah. So that's a big one. That's a really good one. So the whole point of bringing on an OBM is to give you back time and energy and being able to focus on the areas in your business that are going to generate more revenue for you. And so you aren't stressed out every day and feeling overwhelmed and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to manage this team and still you know, show up at three clients' houses today? And so my job is ultimately to relieve you of the overwhelm and get you back to your zone of genius. I love that. And it just makes sense because we can't be good at everything and we can't constantly be doing everything by ourselves and then wondering why it's not producing profit. I mean, we can have all the revenue in the world, but revenue and profit are not the same thing. I mean, I don't have to tell you this because you have owned multiple businesses, but I know that this is something a lot of my listeners are still learning because either they're fresh out of design school or they are just brand new to business in general. And sometimes it can feel weird to look at your business and be like, okay, I need to hire yet another person to do something that I've been doing by myself. And technically I could keep doing it by myself, but what they forget is their knowledge and their creativity would be best serving the business in other more profit producing ways. And just to kind of echo your your sentiments on that, that is the best way that you can move from working in your business to working on your business, where now it's like you're not just doing all the busy work as the owner of the design firm, you're actually steering the entire ship. And that feels so darn good. Oh, yes. You said that's so good. Yes, that is exactly how I would have said that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's why you're doing what you're doing. Now, Mm -hmm. what I'm curious about, and I don't know if there even is a straightforward answer to this question because every business is different, but what sort of impact have you seen happen when you start working in this capacity for a design firm? Like what is what impact does it have on the structure of the business and on the profitability? Because like you said, at the end of the day, business is business and it does come down to the money. Oh yes, it sure does. And you know, just like you referenced what you just said, I'm going to use your other reference as being a bookkeeper. So say, you know, you're the creative, you're the visionary, and you're spending five hours a week, let's just say, working on your bookkeeping, right? But that time would be better spent working with a client and making, you know, the business money. So that's really, you know, how I've seen design businesses turn around is just really putting the right team in place and you're at that, usually when you bring on an OBM, you're at that point of growth where you just can't grow, but you know, you can't grow anymore without having a support team. So, you know, everything gets streamlined. There's processes, there's systems, you know, as an OBM, you know, we take a lot of time in structuring 
processes and systems out with standard operating procedures. And that should is a key point for every business to have. So once sometimes you, some OBMs don't stay on long term, sometimes it's just a short, you know, three month period or, you know, it can go longer. But, you know, ultimately, it's I can structure your business and then we put a team in place and everything's just getting run because all the systems are there. Mm hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounds like it would be smart and very strategic for someone to work with an online business manager, even before they have that full-fledged team in place. If your number one job when you step in is helping them develop different processes, templates, whatever they need to run efficiently. I mean, do you agree with that or do you feel like they need to have a team in place before they bring you on? Oh, no. I mean, it can be either way, but I feel it can, I've had clients that have a team and also don't have a team. But I feel like, I mean, the sooner, the, the less time you spend in overwhelm is only ultimately good for the business. Hmm, yes, true. So basically, <laughs> if someone is trying to figure out, should I hire an OBM? Should I not? We just have to tell them, hey, are you overwhelmed? How long do you want to be this way? Because a lot of us think, oh, it's going to get better. It's totally going to get better. I'm just, I'm so busy right now, or I'm really tired. It's going to get better next month. This is what I was telling myself, by the way, like right <laughs> after I had my baby, I'm like, oh, this is going to get better. And it didn't. And not that things were bad, but we are, we're just one person. Yeah. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. Now, you had mentioned that sometimes OBMs don't stay on with a company for very long. Is there any certain reason for that? Or is there like any, and on top of that, like, do you have contracts or minimum commitments that you employ just to uh, work with people for a set duration? Or is it totally just up to the needs of the business? I don't, hopefully that made sense. Yes, it is totally up to the needs of the business. Definitely. So I have had clients that are long-term clients, but you know, year in, but then there are some businesses that need a OBM just to kind of get out of the weeds and get some structure put in place. And then once that structure is put in place, you know, the team's there, everything kind of just keeps rolling forward. That's not to say that, you know, six months down the road, a year down the road, they're at another growth point in their, in their business and they, they need an OBM again, they're like, okay, hey, we're, you know, launching a product or we are starting a, a subscription and they need help managing those kind of things. So here, so here I come back again. But typically an OBM, we all basically start with a three month minimum contract to be your full-time OBM. And that's typically about 20 hours a month. Uh, that's where we start. But you know, 
every business is different. So, you know, I have uh, OBM friends that are doing, they're working full-time for one client and that's just how they, they operate their business. You know, if there's other, you know, packages that I have for clients that don't necessarily need a full-time OBM. And that is some, an implementation package that is like, okay, hey, we get on the phone for, you know, 90 minutes. Let's take a deep dive into your business so I can understand it more. What's working? What's not? What are your pain points? What do you need help with? Then we create a plan, a 90-day action plan is what I like to call it. And then we use that as our guideline. And we can either from there go into OBM services. We can, I can help with implementing the things that we discuss, whether that's um, hiring teams, whether that's picking a project management tool, whatever it is in your business that is giving you the most overwhelm. And then there's other packages where I work with, you know, hey, here's your plan. I, and you feel comfortable and confident in executing, okay, well, hey, I will be here to assist you. I can here for email, for Slack support. And that's that's something else I offer because I feel like there's so many, so many designers out there that they're at the point where they're ready. They know they need the help, but they're not quite ready to bring on an OBM. So, and I hate to, you know, because I've been in business for so long, I hate to say, I'm sorry, I can't help you because I know I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- I'm glad that you have something that fills in the gap between those two, like that little hybrid of, you know, they just need a little bit of help. Because what I've found too, just running a marketing agency is I'm often the first big outsource that a business owner has, especially if they've only been in business for less than five years. Mm -hmm. And for them, they have to like get used to the, they have to test the waters a little bit. Like, okay, I'll, I'll let go of this little piece, but I'm going to hold tight to this over here. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, my team is used to that. But then once they let go a little bit, they're like, oh, hey, why don't you just take all of it? I don't want to deal with it anymore. And it helps them become so much happier, you know, and when we're happier in our businesses, we ultimately do have more profitable businesses. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. So that being said, what is a step that a designer who's listening to this right now can go take to either more better understand, I guess, what you have to offer and then take that first step with you so that they can start offloading all their overwhelm. Because my guess is that right now, some of my listeners are like, how on earth will I tell Stephanie about all the things I have going on, all the moving parts, because they likely feel dizzy just thinking about it if they're anything (laughs) like I was. So do you have an easy next step for them as far as kind of not training, kind of training you? Yes. So if you on my website, you know, I have, I would love to hop on a call with you for, you know, a little, I call it a coffee chat. So it can be really casual. And I like to really get to know you and talk, tell me about your business. I want to hear what's working, what's not, you know, and then from there, you know, I can talk to you about my suggestions on what could work in the future, how we could work together. And on my website, I have a little PDF that I created that tells you a little bit more about what an OBM can do for you and your business. And I have a questionnaire on there and it should, it brings you a little bit more clarity and it'll bring me a little more clarity about how I can serve you. Yeah. And I have to say the PDF that you have on your website is so informative and you. It's, you know, and for everyone listening, that's what she sent to me. And I was like, oh, hey, you need to be on the podcast <laughs> because everything is very clearly laid out. And when I personally am looking for other businesses to partner with or to outsource things to, I always look at how do they run their own business? Do they have clarity? Are they really niche focused? 
are they professional in how they represent themselves everywhere? Because ultimately that reflects back on me as the general contractor. And when the interior designer is acting in that GC role and they're starting to hire out you know, people like you, they always have to look back at how is this going to reflect on my business? So just a little tangent, but it's another thing to keep in mind because I know a lot of people get nervous about hiring or outsourcing anything. So, Well, it's your business baby. And I understand that because I've had one. And so, yeah, I I totally understand that. And it is, it is, it is. um, And every business is different. And it's so exciting to get into that, the back end and dig in and see and learn fun. Yeah. Kind of makes me excited just thinking about that. Like I love developing systems and processes and templates. So that totally is great language. Yeah. (laughs) It, It just makes everything so much more efficient. And then you have brand consistency and a great experience for the client all the way through, not just in the very beginning, because, and I don't know if you can speak to this or not, because this is kind of not on the list of topics that I sent you for this interview, but have you seen when an interior design client comes on board, they're wowed in the initial start, but then there's no actual process for anything else. And it just starts to feel chaotic. And the only reason I bring that up is because I've actually had clients tell me that. And they're like, I feel like something is fatally wrong with my process because I am just not sure how to continue amazing the client. I mean, there's this gap period from when they're like, oh, your, your work is so beautiful, and then nothing. And then, oh, wow, install day, and then nothing. And it's like, are you able to come in there and kind of help them develop a strategy for carrying that client all the way through? Oh, yes. And when you said client experience, that is so important. You know, you want your clients to be happy and to refer you and to enjoy every step of the way. And oh yeah, there's usually workflows aren't set up at all. Or if they are, they're kind of all, this piece is automated, but most of it's manual and it just doesn't, it's not working like clockwork. But so yes, that is absolutely a priority with every client is the, is the client experience. Awesome. Yeah. That is a big one. Oh, it's so big. Yeah. And it's interesting that Not everybody has that mapped out, but I also think that going back to what you said a little earlier, when people start to grow their businesses, it almost, it can grow too fast for them, too fast for their systems. So even Mm -hmm. if someone had a system in place, like in year two of being in business, it's now year six and those systems have not changed, but their business has. I can see that's why people are like, okay, I need to bring my OBM back on board. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And the whole point of an OBM is really to bring more profit to the table. And, you know, you know, outsourcing is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Oh, it totally is. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been informative and um, everybody listening, I yes, I'm going to have her links in the show notes. But Stephanie, where can people go to find out more about you and work with you? So you can check me out. Um, My website is Stephanie Holmbeck OBM. Dot com And I'm on Instagram too, which is Stephanie Holmbeck OBM. So I would love to meet you all. And thank you so much for having me. This was so great. And I think I've definitely found a friend here in this virtual space with you, Kate. Oh, I love it. I love having all the female entrepreneurs gather together and help each other out. And also quick side note, I just got to tell my listeners because I'm always talking about collaborations and how important they are. So guys listening, Stephanie and I have the same target client. And yes, that is you guys. 
big surprise there, right? No. So, <laughs> but yeah, but we are not competing. No. We are finding a way to better serve you guys together. And that's why I'm always encouraging all the interior designers, stagers, workroom owners listening. You have got to find somebody else who is also serving your ideal client and find ways to serve them together at an even higher level. So that yes, power in numbers. Yes, 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 absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again, Stephanie, and we'll be talking to you again very soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.